Our scripture this morning from the Old Testament prophets, the prophet of Isaiah, comes from chapter 11, beginning with the first verse. Listen, will you, for the word of God as it's proclaimed by the prophet Isaiah. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On on that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Amen. Recently, I was helping a friend of mine get settled into a new house. She had just gone through a divorce, and she and her children were making the necessary adjustments in their life. It wasn't the happiest of times. There are boxes everywhere, painting to be done, window coverings to go up. But in the midst of that chaos, there was an orchid sitting in the kitchen window, a gift from a friend. With several bright purple blossoms, it captured your attention as you walked in the room, a glorious sign of hope in this very difficult time in her life. Several months passed, and the orchid moved from full bloom to just one little bloom, and finally to no blossom at all, just a couple of dry twigs coming up out of the soil. My friend thought she had killed the plant, so she called her mom and asked for her advice, and her mom said, just keep watering it. It's been, it's been happy in that place for months now, just keep watering it. So my friend kept watering the twigs. She didn't know why. It looked like it was really ready for the garbage can. But sure enough, 
Just a few weeks later, a few tiny buds appeared on the stalks. We can't always judge things by what our eyes see. Sometimes things look hopeless, but they once again can blossom with new life. Something that looks as dead as a stump can actually sprout again. Our text this morning speaks to a time when the people felt as if they were all but dead. The kingdom of Judah was in crisis. It was a time of grave concern. The people were suffering, victimized by the corruption and cruelty of their leaders who had stopped abiding by some of the foundational principles of Judaism to care for the orphan, the widow, the poor, and the immigrant. So the people were longing for someone who would lead them out of their suffering. This lifeless community of our ancient ancestors was without hope, like a couple of dried-up twigs coming up out of the soil. The poet, Isaiah, reminded them that something that looks as dead as a stump can actually bloom again. And from the stump of Jesse, new life would come. A new king would emerge to carry on the lineage of Jesse that produced such kings as King David. And the new leader would reinstate and reemphasize the covenant with Yahweh, their God. Now, scholars agree that the post-exilic poet that was writing this text had Hezekiah in mind, the next king of Judah. He was a reformer king. After the abuses of his predecessor Ahaz, Hezekiah reformed the nation by returning to the consistent worship of God and seeking the will of God, abiding by the ethics and morality of God. Hezekiah embodied the messianic character that Isaiah announces in this text. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of knowledge, counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. The truth is these words could have been written about any number of leaders in the history of God's relationship with God's people. The definitive aspect of the messianic character here is fear of the Lord. And by that, I don't mean that we should fear the Lord as in be afraid of God. Fear of the Lord means that the leader who is anointed by God will be acting with the Spirit of God and is one who reveres God, who adores God, who worships God. These words could have been written about leaders like Abraham or Moses, too. Like Hezekiah, they also were inspired by God to lead the people out of their misery. 
They too feared Yahweh. They adored God. They worshipped God. They had reverence for God. They strived to act according to the will of God. They fit this identifiable pattern in the history of God's relationship with God's people. It's an identifiable pattern that we can trace back throughout the history of God and God's people together. When the people felt like a dried up stump, a leader emerged, a leader on whom the Spirit of God rested, a leader who revered Yahweh God. So in Isaiah's time, that's who Hezekiah was. Hezekiah, the reformer king, did all in his power to lead according to the will of God. His delight was in the fear of God. But Hezekiah was not unique. There were others before him and after him who tried to discern the will of God and, and lead according to that will. They were far from perfect. I mean, just read the stories of just about all of them. Abraham, Moses, David, all of them were these imperfect leaders. But they all understood that they were in covenant with God and that God was leading them and they were to follow. I think that we too long for leaders who have these messianic qualities, if you want to call it that. I mean, don't we long for leaders in our government and in our global economy, in all of our institutions who truly seek to embody wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and courage, a reverence for God? You see, if the Spirit of the Lord truly rested upon those who lead us, they would not only have reverence for God, they would have reverence for all of God's children. The text says they would decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Isaiah paints a picture of this kind of leader who wears righteousness and faithfulness as a belt. They strive to be faithful to God, to act with equity, which is the biblical definition of justice. Now, friends, we don't have to look very far or listen to very much news to become aware of the meek of the earth and their plight. We are this immensely wealthy country, but despite our growing economy, a baby is born into poverty every 33 seconds. Can you imagine? Thirteen percent of American households, over 42 million men, women, and children are experiencing food insecurity right now. There is no equity, there is no justice biblically defined when our economic structure allows this huge chasm between the wealthiest and those who experience persistent poverty and no access to medical care. Don't we long for leaders 
to decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And we cannot overlook the biblical mandate to welcome the sojourner. Throughout Scripture, we read story after story of refugees finding welcome in new lands. In fact, Jesus, according to Matthew, began his life fleeing persecution as a refugee in Egypt. But since 2017, our country has reduced the refugee resettlement program by 75%. For almost 40 years, the average resettlement goal for a year would be 95,000 refugees. But in 2019, the admissions goal was reduced to a record low of 30,000 refugees. In 2020, it'll go to almost half less. A ceiling of 18,000 refugees has been set, which effectively guts the efforts to welcome the sojourner in our midst. At a time when refugees are coming to the U.S. seeking safety and security, it's unconscionable and contrary to our faith. Our faith calls us to show hospitality to strangers, particularly those in need. Don't we long for our leaders to decide with equity for the meek of the earth? And here's the thing. If our leaders have reverence for God and reverence for all of God's people, they will also have reverence for God's creation. This text from Isaiah is like a, a diptych painting. You know, it's got two, two halves. The first half paints a picture of a new king who would rule with justice. The second half of the picture is a, a painting of peace experienced by the entire creation. It's as if the justice brought about in human relationships then extends to all of creation, to all of the non-human creatures of the world. It's a utopian vision, so beautiful. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Isaiah's vision invites all of creation to know the wholeness and harmony that God desires for God's creation. And frankly, it's just hard to imagine. This peaceable kingdom, it's just hard to imagine. We understand now more profoundly than ever the impact our actions are having on the planet, but we seem to ignore the responsibility to be stewards of this gift of creation. Don't we long for a leader like Hezekiah who would lead a reformation in our culture? Some 700 years after Hezekiah's reign, the dream of a Messiah to lead the people towards this vision of a peaceable kingdom was fulfilled once again in the new and extraordinary way in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus who is for us the anointed one, 
the Messiah. Christ is our Messiah. Never before in the history of humanity has there been one who worshiped God as faithfully as did Jesus of Nazareth. We'll celebrate his birth in just a few weeks, aware that Jesus carries on a tradition of messianic expectation that has existed for hundreds of years before his birth because it is an identifiable pattern in history. He carries on the lineage of Jesse. But most important for us is that Isaiah is announcing the messianic quality that above all others will lead us in the direction of the peaceable kingdom in any age. Fear of the Lord. Our hope comes as we worship and adore God. We worship God through our Messiah, Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, who was born and who lived among us and who died because of his reverence for God and his commitment to the will of God whom he adored. Our Messiah, Jesus, was resurrected in us so that we too carry on the lineage of Jesse. As a church, we are called to be a people committed to fearing God, having reverence for God, which leads to reverence for all of God's children, the meek and the mighty, and it leads to reverence for God's creation. So in this season of Advent, we prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus, who is our Messiah. Let us not forget that we also celebrate the rebirth of our own messianic character as Christ, who lives within us, is reborn May we carry on the tradition of Abraham and Moses, of Hezekiah. May we follow the example of Jesus of Nazareth, our Messiah. May we keep watering what looks like a couple of dried up twigs coming up out of the soil. May these words of Isaiah ring in our ears. May the Spirit of the Lord rest on you, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. May your delight be in the fear of the Lord. Thanks be to God.